0: This episode of Nomade Athlete Radio is brought to you by Spartan's Golden Gate Trail Classic Trail Races with distances from 10K to 100K. And with the help of a partnership with Nomade Athlete, the Golden Gate Trail Classic will be a 100% plant-based event with all plant-based foods at aid stations and race festivities. Learn more about the trail races at GoldenGateTrailClassic.com. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug, I have some bad news for you.
1: Oh no, what's I'm, bad
0: news? I'm moving out of state.
1: Out of, states? Not out even, of state? Not I even know. out of North Carolina. Not, or not, not even out I of Asheville. But, right. Oh man. Yes, I, feel like, I feel like I kind of got robbed of, of <laughs> at least the last like year and a half. We haven't seen each other in person in a really long time.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, you moved to Asheville largely for me. <laughs> Just for you. Right? <laughs> and then I went and left.
1: I <laughs> no, no, that's not true. But um, but I, you know, I, I do feel like uh, you know, we we were on a pretty good schedule there. We were hanging out every yeah, we were every so bit, and uh, not anymore. We're not gone. anymore.
0: But you know what? It's we're only two hours away, and I'll be back. because My dad is now in Asheville.
1: So oh, did he move
0: into the house? He has moved in. His stuff is not all moved in yet, but he is there. Uh, and in fact, I'll be in Asheville this weekend to see him. Uh. So, what I was thinking, like, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're, when someone's available and you're with them, you you just take it for granted and don't actually see them that much. Yeah. Now, now maybe that we'll we'll go there once a month or whatever and we can just always make sure we see each other. (laughs) All right. Maybe. If we're committed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, congratulations. You're moving. That's great. Officially.
0: Yes. We have, we have just about bought a house uh, just across the border in South Carolina. I mean, we've we started the process. We haven't yet signed the papers, but we're we're there. The thing is, mm-hmm. it's uh it's new construction, so it'll be like seven months, so we can actually move in. Um, okay. But that's okay. It was how we could get what we wanted, which uh, was really the the point of this episode because um, we realized. So we had an interesting situation that happened. Like we, we were looking for. I think we've probably been looking for three four weeks now. Um, and the first like two weeks of it, we were looking at all these places, and it not it just nothing really felt right. Uh, I don't know. Like, we kind of knew we had to be in in a rough location, like the south side of Charlotte. Um, And we just got all the stuff, and it just didn't feel right. And finally, we saw one that we knew was too far away from where we need to be. Like, just too too much driving to all the soccer, Because we have, like, three different soccer places we will need to be many times in the week. Um, But it was, like, this great neighborhood. They had this community lap pool, and they had all these trails built into the community, all these people walking around. And it made me realize. It was, like, I remember reading in uh, the Blue Zones of Happiness, Dan Buettner's book, which we had him on to promote that exact book. Um, and he talked about how important it is to design your environment and to live in a place where there are these frequent connections with neighbors and just sort of like the default is to the healthy thing. So it's really easy to just walk after dinner or whatever because there are trails built right in for it. And it was like this light bulb went off and it was like, this is what we need, um, but it's also, this is too far. And, th- and location is also super important. So it like suddenly after that day, we were able to totally refine our search because prior to that, it had been like, we want a really nice, cool looking house. We want modern stuff. We want it to like feel awesome and I don't know, and kind of bigger. We just want it and like lots of space. But then after this, we we're like, that's actually not what's so important to us. What we want is these really these Blue Zones principles, like so many of them. Uh, that kind of just make a healthy and happy lifestyle the default. So then we said, and we said location is is one of those. Like we don't want to be spending like we moved here so that we don't have to be driving two and a half hours to soccer. So if we're driving forty five minutes every day for soccer, that's that's almost just as bad,
1: yeah, uh, right. I mean, I mean, that's a big part of right? Like you're designing for happiness is location. I mean,
0: yeah, right. And so specifically, and for health again, like not wanting to sit in the car for forty five minutes each way, an hour and a half mm-hmm. a day like that that's a pretty big impact on your overall. Well-being, I think. I mean, I would imagine it is. Sure. So anyway, so after that, it was like, now we need to focus on location and all this other stuff that we have deemed important for, like, that kind of blue zone, that just long-term happiness, which is a little bit different, I think, from, from like, right now immediate comfort, which, which prior to that, we'd kind of been optimizing for. And after that, really, we started to narrow in right away after that and uh, ended up getting what we're really excited about, which is why we had to get a new construction, because it just, the things that we decided we wanted just was too many we just couldn't find them in in an existing house
1: and with new construction you also uh you also get to have new appliances and all that like stuff, <laughs> we you stuff, you stuff. yeah
0: yeah so that, that actually ended up working out very well <laughs> of course the the downside is the weight now so now we're still in this apartment that we've been in for six months already and we have to be six more months oh yeah uh, but i think it'll go fast we'll be we'll be busy with soccers and things and it'll be fun to and see the know. house
1: right yeah, yeah i'm sure that there's a lot involved in designing your
0: house too yeah so, what we're going to do is, I basically, like I said, this reminded me of Dan Butner's episode. Um, and in that episode, at the end of it, I think we asked him at the end, we were like, Hey, Dan, what's, like, if someone wants to be, like, what's the one thing someone can do to, to be healthier tomorrow or healthier something? And we're like, what's, what's one easy way to do it? And he basically said, like, I don't, maybe he wasn't in a good mood that day or something, because he was kind of... Um, <laughs> i don't know it just it was just was didn't want to be talking to us yeah and, he, and i talked to him the other day and he was so much fun we did an instagram live and he was uh he was so cool and awesome and everything so i i don't know i just think that day he might have been uh maybe he was tired of people asking for for quick uh for quick, quick tips, tips. yeah, yeah. And, and what he said was he was like trying to like start a fitness habit or change your diet or do like he said that's largely a, a losing effort like it's just it's just not going to work mm-hmm. he said what you need to do is you need to have these uh i guess environmental systemic maybe is i don't know that's quite right the right word but these things that are sort of built into your world and it just makes the healthy thing the the default uh and the happy thing the default uh and so all i want to do as i was telling you at this house and how we satisfied some of these things i kept telling you more i was like wow like we really picked a whole lot of things that yeah even even when it was like the certain things i was i directly related to this blue zone things other things i knew that were really important to us but I sort of only, in hindsight now, realize that they are also Blue Zones concepts that, that we also kind of optimize for. So I'll just run through those pretty quickly, and then we can talk about what I mean. Because I think probably the majority of people are likely not in the market for a new house right at this instant. Yeah, we're not this. really a home buying <laughs> <yet>. podcast. <Right. laughs> so we'll also provide uh, some of the more micro tips that uh, we've done and that you're you're doing and that you know we, we all do uh, to try to optimize environment. Like you know there are there are some some good ones for sure. Uh, so anyway, here's here's what we've we said: gardening, because like, as we talk about all the time, this blue zone's fitness is is basically walking on hilly terrain and gardening. Like that is largely what they do for fitness. They don't go to gyms. Uh, you know, it's just it's just not the, the fitness is built into the life. So those things were important. So gardening, is it gardening I, or farming?
1: I think it's gardening.
0: It's, okay. I mean, what I have read is gardening. Okay. Uh, I'm sure farming is a component, and that creates healthy people as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess in my mind, I always envisioned them like spinning a few hours in the field every day kind of thing like
0: i think that's probably true but i think i think maybe when he's looking at when he gives a gardening example it's also often of maybe elderly people who are mm -hmm. still active because they are gardeners right i'm not really sure but you know a garden beyond just the the fitness of doing it because because quite honestly i'm not going to be the one out there on my knees doing (laughs) the things not that i'm saying like i make my wife do that she just really enjoys that i i get no reward out of doing that Oh, I get so, so much reward I, out of getting my hands dirty. It feels hate, so good. I really, like, literally I hate the getting my hands dirty part of it. Like, I don't want my hands really <laughs> dirty. <laughs> I just hate I hate the bugs. I don't. I just don't like anything about that. Uh, but I do love the food that comes from it. And I, I love cooking. <laughs> no, but I love cooking the food that comes from it as well. Okay. And often that's how it works, is that Aaron brings in a whole bunch of stuff, and then I make something based on that. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of a trade-off.
1: All but
0: right. I do know that those are some of, for me, like, the highlights of a summer or even a fall or spring, like those moments when you, when you're having your dinner that you just made from your own garden, have a little wine with it or something like that's just, that's just a great time. So yeah, absolutely. So certainly that is a, an encourager of, of healthy behaviors. Uh, the other like big obvious thing was we made sure that the kitchen, like that was where we said, we're not going to spare any expense. We're going to do all the possible upgrades of the kitchen. So we got a really, really nice kitchen just because it's like, I mean, that's, that is the most important room of the house for us by far. It's the one where you know we just hang out and we I don't know if you haven't if you have a nice space to cook things I think you're gonna tend to cook things a lot more often and uh, mm-hmm. that's super important uh, we got an outdoor eating space because I again think that that's a nice conducive environment for healthy long dinners you know where you sit and talk and have some wine there's a lot centered around wine here which is, <laughs> yeah, I that's like the third is, time you mentioned wine. There's, there's even another wine thing but <laughs> So the but the blue zone stuff really is centered on wine. I think maybe a little bit too much. Like I think I, I wonder if maybe they've realized how much people are into this when when they recommend healthy wine yeah, as a healthy it's, behavior, it's, that everyone grabs onto that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen, I've even seen blue, blue zone's t-shirts that people have, and it's a, it's like wine and something. It talks about wine and beans or wine and walking or I don't know. But it's like <laughs> it's like clearly the wine is is helping to sell the blue zone's idea, <laughs> and it and it is to me too. So uh-huh. anyway, um. It made sure that the neighborhood had a lap pool like this was this change we did we did not care about amenities in the neighborhoods which in charlotte is a bigger thing than i have ever seen before like neighborhoods that have built-in amenities like pools uh it just i don't know it's also there's no basements but the pool thing i think because it is so hot here and i didn't realize how hot it was here but it's really hot um it feels more like the south and not the mountains anymore uh-huh. but anyway so made sure the lap pool was there like i've never really done swimming consistently but that's largely because i don't want to put the effort in and we thought if we had a lap pool maybe that would become a form of exercise yep uh we skipped twice we had houses that we loved and they had power lines running through the backyard so then i started researching and rabbit holed that and realized (laughs) that that was going to be something that i just would never be able to get past and i'd constantly be worrying about you know this healthy existence we're living are we really just poisoning ourselves with with electromagnetic radiation the whole time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, which there's plenty out there. If you want to look for it, you can even no, find I have p- no doubt about it. I, you can, no so, I mean, I was, it. I mean, I found line maps like interactive maps. It reminded me of the COVID maps that we were doing back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, where there's like, you know, things and you click on them and then you can learn information about that particular line and the voltage and all this stuff. So avoided that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the walking, I said, like we picked a place that had really tightly packed houses. I mean, there's still a nice little yard. It's not a giant yard by any means. Um, but in the beginning, we were searching in these neighborhoods that just huge space between the places. And it just didn't seem like th- you didn't see people walking around. It wasn't dense enough for those kind of bumping into's to happen. Uh, so we picked one that that felt like that, uh, which was a trade off in terms of yard size. Um, first floor guest room. This is the one that like we the whole time, we like we want to have our parents be able to come stay here for long periods of time, like months at a time if they want. Uh, and so we said we've got to have a first floor guest room. And it's got to have a walk-in shower that you don't have to step over the thing because it just gets harder as you get older. And uh, only in talking to you did I realize that that's one of the big Blue Zones things is often they have these multi-generational households, uh, which is not exactly what we're creating here, but we wanted the possibility that that could happen. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's huge. Especially since uh, you don't have any family like nearby and you're you convinced your dad to move down and and yeah. uh, he moved to Asheville. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And then you left. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I, see not, trend trend yeah, I, I see a know, trend here come to charlotte everybody come move to charlotte we'll be yeah here forever right. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway i mentioned location and, and the driving which is like that was such an easy decision to not make like it was we, it was very easy to rationalize and say well this house is awesome like it'll be okay we can drive this extra 10 20 minutes each day for this but now in hindsight i'm like that i'm so glad we didn't do that because what i mean what a difference that makes over the course of a year how many more minutes you spend in a car um so that that is largely it i we have my vision i always wanted to have a wine cellar and i'm not quite gonna have that <laughs> but i have the possibility for it because we're not going to use the dining room i think we're gonna have a you're gonna
1: turn the dining room into a wine cellar <laughs>
0: that's my hope in the long term in the shorter term i want to make it a, a kind of hangout entertaining room that doesn't have a big dining room table in it maybe has like a wine barrel kind of thing with chairs around it and put a little wine fridge in there and do that kind of bit, uh, which you know you could argue that's not a healthy behavior. You also could say that it might be have a have a place where you socialize and design yeah. to do that. Uh, I guess it depends how you use it, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but
1: anyway, um, I have a I have a good friend who uh, who's very into wine and um, has dedicated his basically entire last year, like in lockdown, mm-hmm. um, to building out a massive, beautiful wine cellar, and and it is awesome it is really really cool (laughs) yeah
0: i would love to have that the thing is like i don't want i'm just not that into wine collecting and i don't think i ever will be Mm -hmm. it just seems so cool to have a space where you could go like and and hang out in that environment to have wine or or Mm -hmm. appetizers or whatever so that's what i really want uh i don't know if it'll ever turn into a full-blown wine cellar because i don't know if i care enough about aging wines but uh who knows we'll see so that's kind of it. Uh, sunroom, made it sure there's a little area for a gym, like a, put some kettlebells and things like that because I'm still into that. But like the sunroom, another thing was just like, I just want to have a spot where you can go that isn't the dining room table, but like to have coffee in the morning, do whatever, journaling, whatever, maybe meditation mm-hmm. type thing. You know, just that that was a priority as well. So in the end, we got all the stuff and uh, it it felt like we really decided it not, you know, like many of these things we would have chosen anyway based on comfort, but it's it, it was very clear that that, shift in the middle of the process and we're like what we want are these these health and happiness kind of features more than you know how however nice or big the house is or how huge the yard is uh and and it and the, I don't know it was cool it's just interesting that it that we were able to use that in such a practical way I've always loved the Zone stuff I always talk about the Blues on stuff uh but didn't actually ever envision doing this with the Zone stuff so yeah
1: no I, I love it and and I really like you know again you know a lot of people are going to move but when we were looking for our house, we shifted away. Kind of, it's kind of like you. We shifted away from things like the type of siding, you know, the things that like right. what maybe would have been on our on our list if we were like picturing the perfect house. But but that's like looking, thinking about a, an actual house, and um, and and shifted it more towards uh, closeness to trails or yeah. ability to walk to a playground and and all that kind of thing. And and you know that I mean. Our house you know it's it's great, it's fine, it's like perfectly nice mm-hmm. but it's it's not fantastic, but I love our location, and I love the the things that kind of come with uh where we are and and our neighbors yep. and that kind of thing
0: yep, I have a feeling there is not data about people who make the decision based on one thing versus another, but i you you have to imagine that making it that way uh is the smarter one for the long term,
1: yep, who knows. I At least if think. you're like us,
0: if you're like us and value these yeah. things,
1: right? All right, you know, but some people value beautiful things. value shallow things, yeah. Some just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those idiots. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. All right, so yeah, exactly. Nobody's. Uh, most people probably aren't going to go buy a house right now, um, so we don't want to just focus on house buying tips. <laughs> no, we but don't. you know, I will say this. I will say this before we kind of move into the short stuff. Um, I know this isn't possible for everyone. I know this isn't possible for a lot of people. But probably the best thing that I've, I've ever done for my happiness and lifestyle shift was moving out of D.C. Mm. And, and uh, you know, it would have been easy. I, like, I had great friends there. I had a lot of fun there. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. a cool city and had a lot of fun. But um, I knew that it, it wasn't the right. It never felt like the right place for me, especially for the long term. Mm-hmm. and and it would have been very comfortable to just stay there for however long and and uh and, you know maybe just like move to the suburbs and and um raise a family there or something like that but I knew that that wouldn't make me happy and it like moving down here was was probably the best thing that I could have done for my life and so if you have an right. opportunity to like actually just make a massive shift you know uproot your family if you if you have to but no, I'm not saying like do it, but you know, like those things are really, really hard to make the decision to actually do. But when you do it, it can be incredibly
0: rewarding. Cool, Doug. I'm good I'm glad to hear that. Because I, I have similar feelings and I think I think for a lot of people that is a uh you know, a fantasy that they just have, but they mm-hmm. but they need more people saying, I did this and it was awesome. People that they trust and have listened to, you know, for hours and hours like you, uh, and say Here's someone who, for whom that worked for. Because I, I do think that nudges people who are on the fence, and I think it makes people do things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, totally agree. Dan Butner agrees, <laughs> and uh, and, now you, and now you know Doug agrees. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cool. All right. So, what are some small ones? Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's uh, let's pause for a second to thank our sponsor this week, which is Spartan, again, and uh, their Golden Gate Classic Trail Race. I don't
0: have the ad in front of me, so I'm going to get started. (laughs) Okay. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Gate Trail Classic Trail Race in San Francisco, which this year is going 100% plant-based. The Golden Gate Trail Classic will be held on November 20th and 21st. Mark your calendars, book your flights. We've done it. Well, we've marked our calendars. And as part of the Spartan Trail World Championship, a big weekend-long trail and ultramarathon event with races for everyone, 10K, half-marathon, 50K, and 100K options. Starting in San Francisco, you'll travel across the Golden Gate Bridge at sunrise and venture into the fabled Marin Headlands, where spellbinding panoramas of the mountains and sea await. Who wrote that phrase, Doug? Is that yours?
1: That, um, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I think that's lifted from their website.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, and Doug, did you know that the ultramarathon man himself, Dean Carnassus, will be playing host?
1: I did know that. You know, I have been to a race where Dean was playing host, and it was really Are cool you? to meet him. In my first ultramarathon, he was playing host. It was, it was really cool to shake his hand and, uh, you know, certainly certainly have always been inspired by that guy. And he's was still he, out there doing he it. Was he
0: playing host in that Ragnar relay that we did? Am I wrong no, it that? was
1: um it was uh, a North Face race. Oh. Was he playing
0: mm-hmm. host that day?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was like... He oh, was... that one.
0: So, okay. I don't, I don't have the recollection of him playing host at a race that I did. I want to play host someday. I want to be yeah. the guy who always plays host. <laughs> 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 yeah, just go around. <laughs>
1: playing host to uh, <laughs> for a bunch of races. I love it. That's, That's great. That could be your new career. gig. Play host. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, what all would right. you like to do? Anyway. <laughs>
0: But here's the big part. We, uh-huh. No Meat Athlete, is helping them go 100% plant-based for this race. Aid stations, post-race food vendors, it will all be plant-based with No Meat Athlete leading the charge in the decisions around what foods to feature. We're even providing our new real performance fuel plant bites all over the course, and we're providing ourselves there we're going to be there i mentioned we marked our calendars we actually are going to be there we haven't booked the flights yet but we'll be and, there and
1: and there's what? going to be i think i heard rumor you might know a little bit more about this than i do i'm not sure but i heard rumor that we might there might also be some new special new things other than pipe bites that will, that will
0: be there I, I did see a little mention of that and i wondered who uh who was who was behind that but, uh, <laughs> yeah that'd be good uh my i'm gonna run a race doug you're running a race my wife Erin's yep. going to run the maybe the fifty k, maybe her first ultra. She's not fully committed to that yet, and mm-hmm. uh, and my son Holden's going to run a ten k, which will be his first ten k and on trails, so it's Very cool. will not be an easy thing for him to do. Uh, and the rest of our team, me I mean Esther, yeah, a lot of
1: people know Esther, uh, Julia, and Matt Tolman who have been on the podcast before. A bunch of people be there. It'll be yep. great.
0: And there will be, and it's not just running. I mean, we're going to sur- surely we will do some sort of thing where you can come. hang oh, yeah, and, and chill. So if you've ever wanted to meet us for some reason. Uh, this is your chance. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, how about, how, about I, how about I jump in here?
1: If you've ever run a trail race, you know the challenges of not knowing what vegan foods will be available at the aid stations or when you finish, which is usually in a park or a city street, um, you never know what you're gonna find. You never know what you're gonna be able to get. At the Golden Gate Trail Classic, you never have to worry again because everything is going 100% plant-based. This is an incredible opportunity for us to show up and gather as a community, and to show all the other non-plant-based runners what's possible on a plant-based diet. We're thrilled to be working with Spartan on this event and can't wait to show you the best darn aid stations in a really freaking good time at this event. <laughs> to learn more and go register, go to, the, go to GoldenGateTrailClassic.com, that's GoldenGateTrailClassic.com, and we hope to see you there.
0: All right, very nice good ad one of our best reads ever <laughs> yeah. uh, okay so getting back on track here we just talked about the the macro changing of an environment which mm-hmm. is moving to a new house and maybe if you if you move in the next couple of years you'll remember this episode and we've planted that seed but mm-hmm. for right now uh, you know you can use, like a big principle of habit change is devi- is designing your environment to support that habit change it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's not it's not that easy to lock yourself into commitments with you know with changes you can make right now to your environment, but there are some ways to do it. So we wanted to get into those. Uh, very first one that comes to mind for me, Doug, is Chef AJ's famous saying, if it's in your house, it's in your mouth. And this I didn't quite get this saying at first. I mean I, I got it, but it it hit me how like literally true it is in a sense. Like if you buy a junk food. Almost never is that junk food going to get thrown out, wasted, because nobody finished the, the potato chips or the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like, it is going to be consumed by you. So you are making the decision to consume that entire thing, or someone in your household consume that entire thing in the grocery store in the moment you, you buy it. Yeah, uh, It's it's not just quite as easy as like, well, if it's not here, I won't eat it. Uh, I, I think that flip side is important. Like, you are going to eat that entire thing. We, th- we throw out broccoli all the time, or, or heads of you know lettuce that we never got to, or salad things that went bad. But... Well, we never throw out the junk food because people just eat that if it's around. And so it
1: probably stays fresh a lot longer. But
0: yeah, f- forever, perpetually <laughs> yeah. some of it. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, that's a big one. And I've heard, I've heard, uh, I think I mentioned this on Rituals podcast. But I heard James Clear on Rituals podcast talk about how he, you know, had like a beer drinking habit, not, not a bad habit, but just a, you know wanted to drink less beer. And he said if he just put the beer in the back of the fridge where you don't see it. It just lessened the amount of times that he would see it and say, hey, I'm going to have that. Uh, now, I don't, that's not going to stop anybody, I don't think, from drinking, just hiding the beer in the back of the fridge. Because if, mm-hmm. if you're wanting it, you know it's there. But it's going to remind you less times. And if you're not, I don't know, if, if, it's, if you're not a problem drinker, there's a chance that that would actually help you. So, do you know what? This yeah. is kind of
1: related. Uh, definitely related to the drinking thing. Do you know what I've been doing more of recently? What? Is drinking non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. And there's some good ones out there. Or some ones that are, you know, that at, like, at least like provide enough of the craving, fill, fulfill the craving that I'm that I'm going for, and you know, and so it again, it's like right next to the real beer, and sometimes if I'm like debating whether I want it, and I go mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh, and then oh, like oh, I'll just grab this one instead, and it'll it fill the craving.
0: I think that is definitely related to this topic because you, when you're in the grocery store, you could you could make the decision to buy that instead and say. If I want real beer, it'll be an effort to go get it and mm-hmm. do whatever. But if I want to have a beer in my house, this is what's here. Uh, I've done that before, and you're right. I would say it is about 80% as satisfying as having a real beer, which is not not bad. Yeah,
1: no, not bad at all.
0: So are you drinking... When I did it, the IPA rage was not quite what it is. And it was all... like I think I got the German beer, polaner, is that what it is? Or Polaner, I don't know how to say it. Uh, so I've had a few of those. But... There are, are some you, are you really good IPAs now?
1: There are some really bad non alcoholic beers that I've had um oh. in this journey to find a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh and when Whole Foods uh delivery makes the order change for you because you didn't <laughs> accept the thing in time, sometimes right. you end up with some really, really bad <laughs> but, <laughs> No, but uh there's a couple good ones. Athletic beer, um, which you can't get in the grocery store, at least I can't, but um, you can order it. Um uh, Lagunitas has a non-alcoholic IPA That is
0: not bad It's it's pretty good You know what um, I've gotten this is, Sorry to interrupt I've gotten from Lagunitas That uh, Have you seen that clear drink? No It's like I think it's called hop tea Or something like that Oh And it's a clear Lagunitas bottle And it tastes like hops But it's basically Water um, Hop water Carbonated water with hops Yeah huh. And it was good Really good
1: I have. I haven't I didn't know they were doing it I've heard of that before Um but it doesn't taste like beer, right? It's just kind of like hoppy, hoppy water.
0: Yeah, but that's, to me, when I drink a, that is kind an of IPA, what... that's a lot of the taste.
1: <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, Lagunitas has one that, uh, that, that is not that one that's pretty mm-hmm. good. And then um, Sam Adams has like this hazy one that oh, I yeah? tried uh, just in the last couple of weeks. It's like kind of creamy, hazy IPA. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually really good. It's the most, I'd say, rich.
0: What's the name uh, of that one? because that—that's one I'd like to try.
1: I don't know. See, let me see. Sam Adams. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's BrewDog. BrewDog. No wait. No. 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 That's that's a, that's an ad for Didn't sound like another one. one. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Just the haze. Pretty that's it. Just, just the haze. haze.
0: Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll try that definitely.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. It's like yeah, exactly. You're you're uh, creating the environment you want, and oftentimes I'll still have regular beer in there. But you know, it's like I'm having to when I see the non-alcoholic there, I'm having to make the decision again. You know, I made mm-hmm. the decision to go to the through the fridge, right? And then I have to make the decision again. And oftentimes, really, all I want is just something other than water to drink. Yeah, and uh, that non-alcohol non-alcoholic beer fills that fills that void.
0: Very good. Love it. Um. So that's food. I mean, like you can just don't buy the foods you don't want to have. Really I mean, that is because it's not that hard to not buy them in the grocery store, right? As long as the classic age old, you don't go to the grocery store when you're starving, because then you're going to then it's hard to make that decision the right way. But mm-hmm. if you make the healthy decision and then it's an inconvenience to go get the thing, you know, just just a little bit of space between you and, and a bad habit. So I think that's a really very wise decision. Uh, similar to this, this is not food related, but it's still the same idea of kind of cues in your environment. Uh, leo from zen habits is always talking about the the post-it note when you decide you're going to change a habit you put the post-it note where you keep seeing it which <laughs> quite honestly i've never really done that much i have always thought i don't need a post-it note to remind me of my habit <laughs> but because I, you know, I know i'm going to do it and, and like forgetting isn't usually the reason i don't do something yeah. but I, I now i'm kind of coming on to the idea and I, I need to do it myself and try it but like I think if you just keep seeing it, I think it's just a constant nag, right? If you put it on your computer screen or your bathroom mm-hmm. mirror, it's just a cue that all the time is going to remind you. So that instead of thinking about the thing three times in the day and choosing not to do it, you think about it twenty times in the day and have to choose not to do it all those times. And I yeah. think I think that must help. So that's that's another one. Um, any others like that, Doug, that involve just I mean putting things in sight or out of sight?
1: Well, I mean a big one for me is is clutter uh mm-hmm. and you know we are big fans and anyone who listens to the episode or listens to the podcast regularly knows that we like the uh Marie Kondo method mm-hmm. the uh KonMari. KonMari method which is the joy of tidying up life-changing
0: magic life changing magic of tidying up
1: life-changing magic of tidying up um you know, so for me, just like having stuff around kind of does is is the same thing. I, you know, I, I know that uh, a tidier, cleaner house with a, with less clutter um, makes me feel a little bit lighter. It makes me feel less agitated and uh, more productive. You know, I, like it just it just makes me feel better. And if I have all this stuff, especially with toys with kids, like I'm not saying I'm depriving my kid of toys. They have plenty of toys, but um, you know, if we have, if we one have places for all the toys to go and make sure that we have that mm-hmm. and two, just kind of be mindful of like, maybe if they haven't used this toy in a month or something, maybe we we put it away, we remove it from their site. And if they ask for it, we know where it is. We can go get it. But um, just kind of only allowing or intentionally only having, you know, so many things available to them at a time, kind of shifting it around, rotating it around. And then those blocks that they haven't played with in a month, maybe they'll want to play with them six months later because they're new and fresh and and different. Um, And so, you know, I I know that 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 type of environment is going to make me happier and and my my wife too. Uh, And so, you know, we kind of try to shape it that way.
0: Yes. Uh, So, I would say like if you're constantly cleaning up, I wouldn't call that uh, I wouldn't call that designing your environment, and I wouldn't call even the making your bed happy right that like that is something that is linked to happiness they've shown that if people who make their, make their bed tend to be happier I'm pretty sure it's a causality thing I'm not positive though it could just be correlated but uh that that doesn't quite fit in here to me because that's not really designing your environment that's just like you do it all the time I guess it designs your environment for the day when you do it but we're thinking more of things you just do and that Marie Kondo thing the cool thing about that as far as a decluttering program goes is like you do it one time and mm-hmm. then and then after that, it just kind of does itself. I mean, certainly you still have to put in a little effort, but like that initial four-day clean-out or whatever, however long it takes you, um, yeah. I think she says one day, but it took me four. <laughs> uh, th- you know, that that's the big thing. And then after that, it's kind of permanently, every now and then you have to go back through and like do like the six-month kind of do it again. But it's much easier. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a great one. So if you have not ever done that or heard those episodes from us, um, check out her thing. I mean, everyone's heard of it, but that that's really been a life changer for us
1: Mm -hmm. definitely
0: good um i had another one and i've suddenly blanked on it oh yeah uh i guess this is not this is different but let's go to it sleeping (laughs) Sleeping. (laughs) right i know you're you're focusing on sleeping these days uh it's been something that that i have focused quite a bit on over the past maybe two years and the cool thing about sleeping habits is that while you're sleeping, you don't do them, right? You don't have to, don't have to think about any of them while you're sleeping. Uh, they're all of this nature for the most part. Some of them are, are how you change your routines before bedtime, and that, that plays a part. But a whole lot of them are just having a decent, like, setup. And so for me, that has meant the, the blackout curtains. Investing in a nice pillow, which I always said that I was going to, and I just never did. I just kept buying the Target pillows, and then I hated them. Uh, but like getting a nice pillow, I got the avocado green pillow, and Then I got this sleep system, this cooling thing, which really has started. I'm really happy with that thing. I know it seems silly, but it's like a, it runs water under your sheets and keeps you nice and cool. Uh, I really think that was a big, big factor for me. But anyway, they're all things that, that like, for me personally, were worth the investment. But you do them once and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What do I mean? Is your sleep stuff of that nature or are you doing more? No,
1: mine's more like habit, habit stuff around screens and alcohol you know part of the Mm -hmm. part of the reason why i've I've started looking for the non-alcoholic beers um and then exercise it's you know i don't know just it's more habit stuff than it is kind of creating a a physical environment but but you know i do do think that that stuff is is very important and uh you know it can be sleep is life-changing for sure
0: yes for sure
1: what about friends? What about you know, part of the one of the blue zones one is as an environment with where you're interacting with people and um, family, having family around. So what about uh, what about friends?
0: I think that's a huge one. Uh, and I suppose that you could, even without moving, you can do this more. You could you could make. Well, I don't know. Can can you do it? Can you set up your environment without moving to to get more friends? I guess you could you could set up. You you kind of have because you set up like. You said, I'm not just going to go run. I'm going to go run with friends. I'm going to set up sure. things so that we have a meeting time. Uh, I would say that that counts for sure. Um, you know, there's also just the old general, like like you often do, which is like, I'm going to prioritize that. If the chance comes up, I'm going to choose that over being a hermit, which is what I tend to choose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can't quite count that because that's, that's sort of not environment design.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. So this, one, this is one that that I have, uh, I'm not actively doing at the moment, but it's certainly one that I have done a lot of in the past, especially when we moved down here and I didn't have any friends. But I counted, literally counted your kids as my friends. I, <laughs> <laughs> we have five friends, Matt, Aaron, Holden, Ellery, <laughs> and my cousin. <laughs>
0: and Ellery is like two months old. Now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, but so like one thing is is really... I think with friends especially, it's easy to feel like you're kind of, you have your friends, right? You have your set of friends. It's hard to make new friends. It takes a lot of work to make new friends. And so if you're not getting all the fulfillment that you would like from your friends, maybe they're busy with kids or whatever, or maybe um, they're just friends that you've had for a really long time and your lives are a little bit different and you're looking for something else, um, is, is to like, now, it's so easy now to find groups of people who have similar interest to you, like a running group or a knitting group or a brewing group or, or, whatever, you know, those people are getting together, they're hanging out. And for the most part, they're going to be really welcoming to, to you coming in. I mean, disc golf is, is, is one, you know, trying, I've been trying to play with some new people, uh, you know, or friends that are like people, I, acquaintances that I know that play disc golf. And now I'm kind of getting to know them a little bit better when we go mm-hmm. out and play. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know so like find the people who are doing the things that you want to do that you that give you that fulfill you even if your current friends aren't doing it find those people and try to get to know them
0: yeah i think actually that's uh, that is the answer that i was looking for without realizing it is that you can you don't have to move to a place where there are friends there's i mean there are people all around you many many potential friends who have the same interests as you it just it just they're not your friends yet so you just need to do the do the action that would then Make them your friends, and then you have friends in your environment. So yeah. the action is going out a few times to play disc golf, putting up a disc golf hole in your backyard. I don't know who would do that, but if you, <laughs> if you wanted to just be a crazy person, you could do that. Uh, or go to a, you know, go to different clubs and whatever. Play play adult rec soccer. I did that, met some people that way. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and see, and if you move, you're gonna have to do those things to meet people anyway, right? I mean, but you're gonna be new to a community, and, and it's gonna be. Uh, a given that you would do those things to to meet people. Right. 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 Um, but when you have been in a community for a long time, and especially if you already have friends that you're comfortable with, it's hard, it's much harder to, I think, put yourself out there and do that.
0: Yeah. I think this, I think there is a certain type of Pete person like you, who's like, just craves this sort of thing and just does it. Um, I also think there's a whole lot of people, like a whole lot who completely neglect having friends and, and I'm one of them sometimes. Uh, yeah maybe I, I maybe I think there's a lot because I am one of them but i i think there are a whole lot especially with covid but i think i think uh there are a lot of people with not because like our our world like our entertainment like we all have our own little device that we just go into now and just mm-hmm. you know you don't need to interact at all uh to be entertained at least in the short term you're happy by by because of that but uh yeah I think that's a big thing that is really really neglected and it's, i would say probably the most commonly neglected thing among all those boos habits the the hardest one for someone like me to you know, prioritize. Yeah. All right. What else we got, Doug?
1: I mean, so the last one I had was creating an online environment that, uh, that serves you. Um, and I think that this kind of goes the same way of like also, you know, finding, you know, we are all connected. We're all going to be connected. So finding um, ways to connect with people that, uh, are, you know, are, are making you happy um, and not making you mad, but also, you you know, if there are sites, if there are Reddit or Facebook or whatever, if there are, are sites that just don't make you happy and don't leave you fulfilled, um, then get rid of them. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that is something you've done recently with the removing of apps, right? This is not mm-hmm. doesn't mean you had to quit those things, but you can you can put a little barrier in between yourself and the habit you're trying to break. Um, and I think that's a great one. I mean, that fits right in. That That is designing environment. It just happens to be a digital environment that you are designing. Um, what else? I mean, I think there's not a whole lot more that come to mind, but like you can, having a space like to do stuff, I think is important. Like a space, like if you're trying to become a writer or start a meditation habit or start a yoga habit, I think if you can design a place for that or a fitness habit, which I have not actually done with kettlebells, I just do it wherever. But if you just design a, place for that thing. I just think it's way more likely to happen and to be fulfilling when it does happen uh, so that you will then keep doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also related to habit change. I mean, so I've, I've been, for the last couple of weeks, I've been meditating every morning or every weekday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and my trigger is when I walk into the office and I have a little uh, cushion on the floor that I sit on and I just like the first thing I do when I get in. And part of that's just like good habit routine is, is having the trigger of walking in the office, having, like you said, having an environment yeah. of space to, to do that um and then i just do it and then that kind of you know i love it it's like the you know, i love that transition from family morning to work of having the 10 minutes of meditation
0: yeah yeah perfect um last thing that comes to mind for me at least right now is this is probably doesn't count but like people want <laughs> un- people like unplug their internet router when they want to get something done like if you, if you just need to get writing done or something like just you can you can literally put an extra 10 minutes of time or five minutes of time in between you and the distracting habit. If you need to say, write, you know, and you can write without the internet, then you can do that. And it's, it just makes it, I don't know. It's a pain to get, get it going again uh, to a larger extent. I have people who like, I know people who go on cruises to like do a project, like just book a cruise <laughs> ticket, like for a three day weekend, you spend three, 400 bucks, all your food's taken care of. And you just, you just eat and you do your thing. You do your writing project or whatever. I
1: had a nightmare about a cruise last night. So I don't, really, I don't yeah. want to talk about cruises, but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's we uh, we have a coffee shop, Dynamite, who does that doesn't That's, have internet.
0: I hate that place for, because of that reason.
1: Oh, because it doesn't have internet. Yeah. Oh, I love Dynamite for well, partly for that reason. But if I if I need to focus, if I don't want right. to, You know, I'll go Got there and, and then I'm in a coffee shop and which is cool and uh, and a, and I can write.
0: So when i went there expecting to do some work one day and then couldn't get on the internet i was very frustrated by that but I, and i recently recommended it to my dad not not for that reason but because they do the kind of coffee he likes and he lives not too far from there uh and i said go there but you're not allowed to use internet but then i remember like when he does internet he's just on his phone all the time Are, they don't let you be even be on your phone
1: oh there's no rule against the internet or computers okay, okay, they just <laughs> they just they it. just don't have internet Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, because I think there are some places where you can't even go on phones. Oh, you know who yeah. else no, doesn't that's... have internet? City Cafe down or City Bakery in uh, downtown.
1: Let's just start rambling off all the businesses that yeah <laughs> don't provide free internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I mean, no. I think that they just don't have they just don't have Wi Fi, and that's okay. an intentional decision on their part to kind of cultivate community mm-hmm. and discussion and stuff like that.
0: Okay. I'm gonna start a business that just inconveniences something and say that's intentional. I'm gonna have no bathroom in my coffee shop I start because I'm trying to cultivate a quick, quick in and out. Urinary your, your tract infections. <laughs> yeah. Literally cultivate something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. No, that's good on that, note. on that note. We're done. We're done. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to be doing something fun soon. Maybe we should commit to it here. Maybe we should design our environment by making a public event. We're trying to get going a thing where we have guests on again, but not formal, stuffy interviews where it's like all these questions that we've written in advance. But just like we have the most fun on this podcast when we're just hanging out. Like the intros of the episodes. I wish we could have a podcast that was just the intros. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, just fun stuff. I don't know if that's what everybody quite wants to hear, so I think the interview is a nice in between, that we get to have that same laid back kind of joke around, it's fine to go off track and talk about whatever we did this time, at, non-alcoholic beer, for example. But just go down a rabbit hole. Um, so we're trying to do that, we're trying to get guests and it'll be a surprise to the other one of us when one of us has a guest, uh, just so that, basically to limit the amount of preparation that can be done. Uh, so I think it'll be fun. And in that way, it also makes not preparing for interviews seem like something that's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's even better. <laughs> we should. I, I. We
1: need to say, and uh, that this wasn't. I. we This is not an original idea. That's right. Part.
0: Credit that wherever you found that.
1: Smartless, one of the top podcasts right now on iTunes. Oh uh, yeah, okay. they do that. Where they don't. They don't tell the other hosts who the guest is, and then they just kind of, you know. I mean, you're like talking to the guest, right? But kind of yeah, just exactly. shooting. Yeah, So
0: through. we're gonna give that a try soon, but. Uh, we have not made it happen just yet. The the person I've asked a couple times has been unavailable, but she'll be on soon enough. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna do some of that. Not not every episode, right, Doug? Just sometimes. Yeah, just sometimes.
1: Good. And maybe it'll be a huge bust and then we don't do it again. So
0: Does the guest name go in the episode description so that the audience knows or are they one of us who's also surprised? That it's part of the I don't gang? know,
1: we could we could make that we could make that call ourselves. And spoilers it does go in the it does go in the uh,
0: Seems like a nice thing to do for the guests' sake. (laughs) Just to (laughs) mention them in
1: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt. Yes,
0: thanks. We'll be back next week. Moving on the roll here. All right. All right.